This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Larry, what's going on, my friend? Uh, Were there shekels involved after we left the air yesterday? You know, I was thinking of taking the under. That was the only thing I felt strongly about last night, uh, but I, I ended up staying away, which uh, obviously means that the, the under covered. Uh, anytime <laughs> you don't, it, you feel strongly about something and you don't bet it, it is, it, is a, it is a lock, Larry. It's an absolute lock. But that was the only thing I was thinking about toying with, uh, and I stayed away, and uh, I was okay with that, with the way mm-hmm. things turned out last night, the heat with the 103-84 win over the Celtics, feeling good about things and seeing Celtics fans as miserable as they possibly could be during the game. It wasn't a last-second shot. It wasn't down to the wire. It wasn't the fourth quarter. Uh, that They could put a channel of sports fans' misery, and I would uh-huh. watch that channel. You and Stephen A. are a lot alike in this respect. <laughs> when, when the Dallas Cowboys fans, yeah. when they lose, he, oh, it's great. he loves it. Oh, and it's you great. Would, I could just imagine you last night laughing at their pain and misery. Oh, it's great. Because look, I'm used to pain and misery. And if it's not my pain and misery, I'd like to see other people, especially a, an organization. Although, you know, maybe we still have to we have to change that now. Yeah. Because the Celtics, when you think of great NBA franchises, the Celtics come to mind. Mhm. So do the Lakers. But they've got one championship, Larry, basically in 40 years. Yeah. You know, all those championships of the 50s and 60s. Long gone. Long gone. Yeah. It's the eight. It's 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 08. Well, 08, right? With, uh, 08 with is Doc the only and, one, right? The they only won one. in 81, 84, and 86. Ugh. And then they won again in 2008. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, 86, sometimes it doesn't feel like, you know, somebody tells you, oh, something hasn't happened since 1986. To you and I, it doesn't feel like that's that long ago. And then you realize, oh, you do the math. Yeah, it's like 40 years ago. Yeah, it is kind of long ago. Listen. When your son was born in 85, you realize just how long that is. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you realize just how long that is. Gordon, as a Met fan, you realize just how long 86 was. Absolutely. You really do. It's been a while. And, uh, yeah, so. But, anyway, we do have our final setup. You can hear it Thursday night here on 98.7 ESPN. It will be the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. And, oh, Michael Malone, Gordon Damer playing the role right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not a number eighteen. What are you? This is going to be our toughest challenge yet. Oh, he is, he is playing the coaches. He is right now perfect. Page one, paragraph two, subsection three of the NBA coaches manual. Respect your opponent. <laughs> Absolutely. And why would he say anything otherwise? Right, especially in this day and age of everybody trying to find an angle, find something to. We were people were making a big deal out of the fact that the Heat had booked a flight to yep. Denver before yeah. Game Seven. Well, yeah, of course you're going to book a flight. <laughs> what are they going to do it at the last minute? Hey, you know what? we got to go to Denver and we don't even have a flight. No, of course you're going to do. It. But people wanted to make something out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's the smart way to go, especially from the head coach, because if the head coach starts popping off, ah, they were only an eight seed, they were only this, they're only that. Well, then the players are going to feel like they have carte blanche to do the same kind of thing. So I'm sure it's bland. It's not going to it's not going to draw a lot of people's attention. And that's probably exactly the way he wants it. There's no doubt about it. So let's quickly take a couple of minutes to review last night's game. Uh, let's hear Gordon. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Joe Missoula is going to go down as uh, he's direct. 
but too direct and too brief. You know what I mean? Mm. He he's, he's it's almost like he's hiding something. <laughs> it's just me. I know it's just me. But it's all and I don't need him to wax poetic. I don't need listen, from back in the day when I was a reporter, Gordon, I don't need a forty five second sound by a for an answer that I gotta cut up. I really don't. But I mean, some of these answers he gave some of the answers last night were like four or five seconds. And you can't give a four or five second answer when your team got ran off the court in a game seven situation. Now look, I, I get it. Uh, it probably would have been different with Jason Tatum doesn't get, you know, hurt right away. First right. offensive Absolutely. play, he's, you know, it changed the whole game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took the wind out of the sails of the Celtics immediately, immediately. And it put, and we hear from Missoula in a second, and it put Jalen Brown back at the podium again in the position, going where I felt like he was last year. Talking about, well, I have to get better. I have to hit my free throws. There's things I have to do. And last night, it was the same thing. I have to get better. My team was looking for me to lead them. I mean, it's listen, I love for him to take ownership. That's a tough situation, especially in in that after that game where it wasn't even close. He had a bunch of turnovers. He did not play well. But Gordon, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, if I'm a Boston fan, I'm a little tired of hearing them say the same thing. And I got to get better. Well, when? <laughs> when are you going to get better? Yeah. And it does kind of make you think, you know, we were kind of toying with this before the game seven about what what happens if the Celtics lose. Well, I think mm. now we're going to find out. And I think there's mm-hmm. got to be some sort of change because Brown and Tatum have been together long enough that you would think it feels like they keep bumping their heads up against this kind of ceiling and they can't get over the hump. So I definitely think changes are coming, but um, it's going to be an interesting off season in Boston for sure. All right. Let's hear from the current head coach of the Boston Celtics. He is Joe Mazzula. Joe, as of right now, (laughs) uh, talk about game seven coach. What happened? Uh, They played better than we did. Why? I don't know. Uh, But our guys gave everything they had. And that's the most important thing is that uh, people understand one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of, and uh, those guys gave everything that. How much pain is Jason in with that ankle? Um, sorry. What was your message to them? I love them. See what I mean, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, th- th- it was not. Uh, he was he. Well, look, Belichick is in town. Yeah. So maybe he's he's taking a page out of the Belichick book, and 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 look, I can feel for him. Yeah. Because probably the last thing he wants to do is answer questions right now. Right. But that's in his contract. It is. It is. But what is he going to say? Well, here's what happened. We didn't. We just didn't play well. We couldn't hit shots. You know, something. You got to mm-hmm. give us a little bit more right. than that, Gordon. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying. I and I understand. It is. It is. And I always, <laughs> I have envied being that person to have to go into the losing locker room, <laughs> you know, and have to talk to players and coaches afterwards because it's it's not fun. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody. But I tell you, I say one thing about him: you're not going to ask him a lot because you know you're not getting a lot. So he he knows what he's doing in a sense. He he knows what he's doing. And it's funny there are there are techniques of interviewing uh, using interviewing questions and, yes. and and coming up with you know a lean question, something that does not run on for long periods of time. While the interviewer was trying to stay lean, yes. unfortunately, the interviewee was even leaner. He was. Yeah. He was Twiggy up there because he was so lean. He was not giving you a whole lot. He wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. He gave nothing. That's nothing. what he gave. Nothing. Yep. Here's Jalen Brown asked about his future with the Celtics. I expected to win today and move on. That's what my focus was on. That's what my focus has been on. We failed. I failed. 
and it's hard to think about anything else right now, to be honest. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You're there. <laughs> You're there, Gordon. And uh, Legler, I saw Legler. I heard what he had to say in the sports there at the top. And, and I kind of understand what he's saying because when you have those two talented guys like that, Gordon, who's still in their prime, I mean, Brown's what, 26, 20, 25, 26, Tatum a little bit younger, or they reverse something like that, um, with the talent they have, you know, you kind of want to try to figure that out. Maybe you keep them together, right? And you change maybe some of the folks around them. Maybe you need a, a, a more aggressive point guard. You know, maybe, maybe. The, I mean, you know, maybe somebody that, that can move the ball up, get them into an offense a little quicker. I mean, they've really been using Marcus Smart as their point guard. And he's, you know, he's nice player, not really a point guard. So, you know, maybe that's what they need to do. Obviously, they have to look at their bench. I think they got to do some things that, with their bench. And from a coaching standpoint, and, you know, once again, Legler and uh, J.J. Redick, I was watching them today. They broke it down really well, Gordon, and they were talking about different things. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about yesterday before we dine barbecue was the fact that, you know what, Boston lives and dies by that three. Yeah. And when you saw how badly they were shooting again, and Gordon, the lane is wide open. I mean, you gotta try. You gotta try to get some easier shots. I mean, Derek White showed you what to do, Gordon. He was the only one scoring in the game because he was the one taking it to the middle. Even when they had the zone, he took it to them in the paint, and they just never responded to that. Yeah, there's a there's a line between conviction and just being plain old stubborn. Um, yep. And I think that clearly the Celtics crossed that line last night. Uh, so I, I know you say shooters shoot, but. It was like they shot themselves out of the game. And maybe the Tatum injury, maybe that was going to be too much to overcome no matter what, but you can't just keep bombing away and clanging away and expect the game is going on, right? You got to switch it up at some point, and they never seem to switch it up. And um, I thought after one of the reasons, and you nailed it, uh, you absolutely nailed the game last night. You did not trust the Celtics. They proved that they were not worthy of being trusted. But one of the reasons why I felt like the, the, the Celtics were the team last night that was going to win that game was because they're not going to shoot what they shot in game six and game seven. I think they were worse. <laughs> they were they worse. They were nine of 42 <laughs> last night. That's right. I mean, I can't get over that they were that bad. Now, they were bad. Um, and they had 15 turnovers as well. Right. I think, well, they're not going to have as many turnovers. They're not going to shoot as poorly from three. No, they did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a mess. And look, the Celtics, that tandem of Tatum and Brown, as you have pointed out many times, it just never seems like it clicks. Nope, it doesn't. They, they don't both click at the same time. They don't feed off each other. It's either one or the other. Um, so I would think that if you're going to start making changes, maybe that's where you have to look. Speaking of Jason Tatum, here's what he had to say about last night's game and his injury. I don't want nobody to feel bad for me. Unfortunately, injuries are a part of this game. I've been fortunate enough up until this point. You know, I've never missed games. I've played 95% of the games since I've been in the league. I've top two in minutes since I've been in the league. It just was, you know, unfortunate fall tonight on the first play of the game and um, something I was trying to battle through throughout the game. It was really tough, Gordon. You could see that ankle was bothering him. Yeah, he to did no not. End. He was not the same guy after that. He couldn't. He just couldn't. He just couldn't. And that's and the time where you expect Brown is going to step up. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't. No. 
and nobody else did either, really, other than Derek White. Was he tried? But yeah, he, he did his best. But even he was what, what two of ten from th- uh, two yeah. of nine from three for him. Yeah. Uh, Brown was eight of twenty-three, one of oh. nine from three. He oh, had oh, eight oh. turnovers on the night. That didn't help. No. <laughs> so, um, and, and you saw, you know, they 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 went to the line twice as many times as the Heat did, but. You know, they only went to the line 13 times because they weren't they weren't driving in the paint. No. They weren't trying to get you know things under the basket. They were they were settling for outside shots, which they were nine of 42. Oh. The next one's going in, Gordon. <laughs> I swear, the next one's going in. <laughs> yeah, the next one's going in. It's got to. We can't shoot this badly. It is. It's it's so funny, right? It, you. It's like that's what you do now when 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 things don't work. You analyze. It's like what we said about the Knicks. You know what? They got all these ISO players. Should they? Maybe they should pass the ball a little bit more, <laughs> you know? Because all they keep doing is dribble, dribble, dribble. And they're not shooting, and then you go back the other way. It's the same thing with Boston. They are a team that really lives and dies by the three. And what's so scary about them is, you know, the old adage: Well, okay, you still got to play. You do. You got to do other things on the court. Okay, if you're not hitting your shot, you can do other things to help the team win. They don't play D worth a darn when they don't shoot well. They just don't. And that used to be their identity. Point. It was not their That's identity right. this year. No. Mm-mm. They took in the last two games, they took 77 threes and missed 61 of them. That's right. And kept shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and kept shooting. Yeah, going down with the ship, I guess. That's it. This is what we are. And I mean bad threes. I'm not talking about like, okay, it rolled around and came out. I'm talking about pulling up even further from behind the three-point line and shooting threes. Like are you watching? What, are you watching the same game that I'm watching? Let it ride. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They 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 build a, the past two games. Gordon, the Celtics build a couple of luxury condos. Yeah, and I just don't see how that's not coaching. Just no. deciding to just keep continuing to go down with the ship. That is not coaching. It's not. I mean, what's the plan B? There's no plan B. This is our only plan. Well, that's a terrible plan. To only have one plan is a terrible plan. 1-800-919-3776. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Mets with a nice outing tonight, 2 nothing. Akota Senga showed a little something, like he loves p- playing at uh, you know, City Field. It was good. If he, he could he play every game at City Field, he would go, be going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, he was outstanding tonight, Gordon. But Swing once again, misses, it, yeah. Once again, what I was telling Harvey, had a lot to do with the opponent. <laughs> the opponent helped. Hey, you know what? Take <laughs> I'll it. I'll take it. The, oh, the Mets have proven, if, if nothing oh, else please. this year, they can lose to anybody. Oh, there's no question about it. I take it. I'm I am keeping it. There's no question. You don't have to worry about telling me twice. And the Yankees with some early runs against Seattle. We'll keep an eye out on that one for you and take your calls as well. Plus, we'll hear from Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler. That's next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I just know why Coach Pat and Coach Spo wanted me to be here. That's to compete at a high level and win championships. I know that the group that they put around me at all times is going to give me an opportunity to do so. So I, I was always very, very confident in that. I work extremely hard with the team, with Brickley. I can score on Remy all day, every day, as I've posted on Instagram. So I'm just confident. I know the work that we all put into it. So I know what we're capable of. But nobody's satisfied. We haven't done anything. We don't play just to win the Eastern Conference. We play to win the whole thing. Butler, on why he had a feeling Miami was going to be all right, even down 0-3. Hardest thing in Damer on ESPN New York tonight until midnight. And Gordon, listen, there's something about Jimmy Butler, right, that 
He was not the same player in game six, Gordon. You saw that last night. He came out and he put his stamp on this team, this game early, even though Martin and Vincent and, you know, all, all the crew was there to help him out. You could see that he was going to make sure that uh, Miami was not going to hit the record books last night. No, um, and you saw that right off the bat, as you said. Uh, they came out aggressive, and, you know, it wasn't, I, I don't know that I thought uh, in the moment, like, oh, wow, this first quarter is, in, is telling me how this game is going to go because I kept waiting for this. All right, maybe the Celtics get off to a little bit of a rough start, but at some point they're going to get going, and they never got going. Uh, yeah. And by the time, you know, the, the Heat just took it away from them. Um, and you're right. I mean, between Butler and Martin – uh, out of Bayou's numbers don't, I don't think, jump off the page, but I thought he had a big uh, impact. Uh, Vincent hit some big shots. Uh, Duncan Robinson. I mean, all the guys that you've known through this run, yeah. they all made plays, and uh, the Celtics did not. So, th- yeah, there's definitely a part of this that the Heat just went out and won the game, but I feel like there's also a part of this that the Celtics just came. Oh, there's no question. They, they, they completely lost the game for, for themselves. They did. They did. They they. Gordon, they never recovered from the fact that Tatum and and yep. you heard you heard Brown talk about. It. He said you're wa- we're watching his ankle swell up even more and more, and so you're looking at that. You're like, and Gordon, let, let's be honest, you're on the team, right? You know who's the number one guy and who's the number two guy, right? You you mm-hmm. know on the team. Yep, absolutely. So you're looking like Tatum's, you know Tatum's compromise. You're like, man. We're not winning this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, like we were talking before about what the Celtics need. It almost seems like they need a killer on that team. You know, like they need an infusion of heart on that team or something like that. And and I guess the question is, you know, with the Knicks, uh, everybody's always saying, well, they got to find a superstar. With what happened last night, does that change Nick fans' opinions about their interest in Jalen Brown? Because that's the name that's come up a lot. Has. You know, if the Celtics decide to move on from Jalen Brown, Knicks would be interested in Jalen Brown. I don't think that that was one that made you <laughs> think, you know what, the Knicks got to go out and get Jalen Brown, that's for sure. I'll say this. If he wanted to, and once again, he's got a you know situation where he's supposed to get an extension this year. Mm-hmm. He did not help his extension numbers last night. And in this series, he did not. And this was the opportunity. And this is this is selfish reasons, obviously, but of course – it goes along with everything else, right? If he if he shows that, you know what? I can go somewhere and be a number one. I don't have to play second fiddle or co-fiddle to Jason Tatum. I could be a guy that could put a team on my back and, and play well in a big moment. And he couldn't do that last night, Gordon. Now, part of that is Miami's D. You give them credit. But part of that was his decision-making and shot selection and bad turnovers. I mean, you know, they needed you to step up in the big spot. You're the number two guy. And mm-hmm. he didn't get it done. So now if you're an NBA team and you're looking to make a move for him, you're like, okay, well, I need somebody to be my – he's Robin. And he's he's like a, a real Robin. <laughs> he's not even you – know, yeah. he's not close to Batman. He's a bad he's Robin, like, right? Yeah. He's, he's a real – he's a distant Robin. So I'm going to need more than – you know, I can't give up a lot to get him because I need a lot more to help surround him. Yeah, that kind of hurt him. Yeah, not a great performance for him by, and that was it was set up perfectly uh, yeah. in some ways, right? I mean, Tatum Absolutely. was still out there, but it was clear he didn't have the explosiveness that he generally has, and uh, and it wasn't for a lack of of a shot attempts. He took twenty three shots in the game, but um, yeah, that was that was a rough performance for him. It was, it was, and he felt bad for him because you know you know Gordon's out there trying, you know he's mm-hmm. not trying to be intentionally. He just he just. 
he just struggled. And you're looking at him like, what, why are you shooting from there? You couldn't hit closer. Why are you moving further out? You know, it's like, I, I can't get, it, it was it was a defeatist attitude going with all of them. It was like, you know what? I can't get closer. I'm just putting it up from here. Doggone it. It's got to go in. No, it doesn't. And you got to do a little better job to try to get closer to the basket. And they never did. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be a fascinating off season. Um, I, I don't know how they, uh, I was listening to some stuff. Well, you know, you build around these two guys. It's better to build around them. You got them here. Uh, I, I don't know. It just never feels like, especially when you're talking about the terms, right? Because yeah. he's just supposed to get one of those super max deals. Mm-hmm. So and a couple uh, of years later, it'll be Tatum's turn to get a super. Max yeah. Deal. So, that's that's a fascinating offseason for the Celtics because you're really good, right? And do you, yes. What do you do? Do you say, well, eventually we're going to break through because it's six years now. That's right. You would think right. that if you were going to break through, you would have you would have broken through before now. And they've been to a bunch of conference finals and an NBA final, and they still haven't won. And so, you know, that's the other thing that really, you know, drives you crazy, right? If you're the front office of Boston is that you've you've shown you can get there. Now, you've been the conference finals. You've shown you can get there. You got to the NBA finals once. But what will it take for you to take that next step? That's going to be the question. And, Gordon, here's the biggest problem that Boston has with both Tatum and Brown. I'm going to share that with you. Plus, we'll hear from Eric Spolster next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I remember when I first heard this song. It, it, the first thing that jumped out at me is like, this, is, this was a, like a really cool, easy writing song. Sure. You know? And then I'm, then I'm like, a horse with no name in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's going on here? But it's, uh, you know, as I got older and got into it, because what happened, here's what happened. Hardest thing in Damer on ESPN New York tonight on 987 ESPN. I had a, a English teacher who used to give us music to listen to mm. and write down what the message, what the message we got from it. Okay. That, that's, okay. So that's right. so, so, I mean, this is like seventh grade. Okay. What, so, what, what message did you get from the horse with no name? Um, that even though he didn't have a name, he was still cool. He still did his job. Uh-huh. And, and it was a metaphor for like, I forgot what I wrote down, but it's something like a metaphor for, like you know, being nice to other people, even though you don't know them, and you know, okay, all the, the well, look, if, you know, and, that's not that's not a bad you know, interpretation, you know. So that was my that that was my that was my. See, I was much smarter in seventh grade than I am now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had I had an unfettered bias of the world back then. <laughs> it's so not it a terrible interpretation. I don't I don't know what the song is. It's a great song. It it's, is a great it's, song. It's very uh, singable and yes. it's instantly recognizable, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. So that's what we had to. That's what we had to come right. up with back then. You know, uh, Yankees coming up with some runs in Seattle, Gordon. This is unbelievable. IKF a big home run. I know. Oh no! Excuse me. We- IKF had a big base hit. Uh, yes. uh, I'm sorry. Um, um, Volpe just came up with the big home run. The big guy. Yeah. See, I can't. You don't need another left fielder. 
I can't be so lucky. No, he's, 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 we're good Doing to good go. Job. We're, we're going to score job. 10 runs every night. Um, he's hitting 304 with runners on scoring, in scoring position. Yeah, and and you take a look at the lineup tonight. They got six runs. So I I mean, why? It's almost like they're they're trolling us, but it keeps working. (laughs) Willie Calhoun's batting third, Larry. I know. IKF is hitting fifth. (laughs) And and they're coming up. What what's to say? They're coming up with ducks on the pond. Yeah, and they're getting them in. They got six runs, and they're they're the kid they're facing. Gilbert has had a pretty good season up until this point. He has, he has, but he's throwing a lot of pitches. Right. <laughs> well, look, Nestor's out there tonight, so we got to hope third time yeah. through the order. He's a little bit better than he has been, but uh, hey, I, I'll take the offense. I don't think it's going to last, mm-hmm. but I'll take it while I can get it. Absolutely, there's no question about that. Uh, we'll get to the calls in a second. Let me pay off the tease. Gordon, here's the biggest issue that Boston has with Tatum and Brown. You know what it is? They're the same player. If you set a pick, right, to try to screen one for the other, all you you do is switch because they're the same player. It's not like one's bigger than the other one, like, you know, or one's smaller or one's a little quicker. They're basically, talent-wise, yeah, there's a difference. Tatum's better than Brown. But basically, they're the same style of player. So... They've got to find either a dominant center or, as I mentioned, maybe a different point guard or something else to try to to try to change that up uh, so that, you know, they need somebody other than Tatum to get to the basket. Because really, when you look at that, look at those starters, Tatum is really the only guy that could put the ball on the deck and get to the basket consistently. Uh, because part of the problem with Jalen Brown, you saw it last night, he still has trouble dribbling. Gordon, he's... He, People take the ball from him. He's still got to work better on his handle. So that eliminates some of the things he has when you play, Gordon, the tougher opponents in in the postseason. Look, in the regular season, he can get to where he wants to go. Obviously, you saw how well they did in the regular season. Could they have done better? Absolutely. But, you know, they're, they're a dominant team in the regular season. It's when you meet the chess match in the postseason of the better coaches who we're focusing on what we can do to make you – to take the things you do well away and making him put the ball on the floor is one of the things that he doesn't do well consistently. There was a great clip of Bob Myers, the now former general manager of the Golden State Warriors, talking about the playoffs and what teams look at and what teams focus on. And he talks about how whatever your first thing is during the regular season, everybody's taking that away. Uh, And and the more you go through, it's a great clip just kind of laying out why the the gauntlet of the playoffs, even for talented players, uh, is that way. Because uh, teams, the, the more you, you know, you see them during the regular season, sure, but it's not like the playoffs. And, and whatever, whatever your go-to is, you're going to have to have more than one. That's right. And um, that is certainly something that uh, Brown struggled with last night for sure. Eric Spolstra, you're going to the NBA Finals. What happened last year was on our mind, and it, and it drove us th- this year. And that's what you always hope from, for competition, that uh, it can drive you to a higher level. Uh, and I think that's what you saw in this series this year, to be able to have to overcome uh, a lot of stuff. And probably people can relate to this team. Life is hard. Professional sports is, is just kind of a, a reflection sometimes of, of life. Things don't always go your way. The inevitable setbacks happen, and it's how you deal with that collectively. There's a lot of different ways uh, that it can go. It can sap your spirit. It can take a team down uh, for whatever reason. But this group, it steeled us and made us closer. Yeah, so, Gordon, now we have the next round, okay? And I understand what Michael Malone is saying, but and I'm not – 
I'm not saying that there's no way that Miami beats Denver. It's going to be very tough for them to beat Denver, Gordon. As good as they are, as well as they play together, the matchups are just very daunting for them. It's it's going to be it's going to be really tough for them to try to. How do you defend Jokic? Uh, Murray's playing very well. Uh, you know they've got length in the forecourt. They've got some guys coming off the bench that that play well. You know this they're a deep team. They're 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 a team that plays very good defense. Uh, they challenge you defensively. Uh, Gordon going into his zone is not going to hurt them. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of different things. Now look, of course, anything can happen. But Gordon, I, I I'll give them. I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I, I think it'll be that Denver wins in five, six the most. I, I really don't see Miami winning that series. I just don't. Uh, you are not alone. Uh, I was just taking a look. The uh, betting for the series, Denver is minus 500. Ooh. The Heat are plus 360. So uh, if you if you believe in the Heat, if you think the Heat are going to find a way. You're going to make some money. You can make some money. Absolutely. <laughs> you can make some dough. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Hi, Richard in Manhattan. Lead us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, Larry, Gordon. You know who got cheated the most last night? The fans. Because once uh, Tatum got hurt, the game was over. Really, it was over. You know, Larry, you mentioned uh, uh, Tatum and Brown being the same kind of players. I go Whenever I hear that, especially forwards, I go back to Bob Love and Chet mm. Walker on yeah. the Chicago Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. With Jerry Sloan, Norm Van Leer, mm-hmm. and Cliff, Clifford Ray. You remember yeah. that Chicago team? I do. Yeah, Love and, and Walker are about the same type of players. Yeah. All right, Gordon, now I got to talk to you. Uh-oh. All right. Last night I said, Gordon, I don't bet. I don't care about money. Right. I watch sports for my entertainment mm-hmm. and to keep my brain. I said eight points is too many points to give this team. <laughs> right. I don't, you, I don't believe in home court. Well, no, wait, let me. I laid out the parameters. I just mm-hmm. didn't say it. I said it with reason and conviction. I said they won two out of three previously in Boston. Mm-hmm. There's no, in my opinion, this is totally my opinion. This is not fact. There's no such thing as home court, and obviously, certainly no home court advantage in seventh game. Uh, there's been no home ice. There's no home field. Uh, I mean, it shows in all the sports. Now, I'd say in the last few years, I don't think momentum mattered. I and I even particularly said, if you remembered last night, Gordon, I said, I don't think Miami lost the game. And Charles Barkley said something like that about what I said, that there was no loser Saturday night. It's just that time ran out on Miami. That was my claim. And he said the way they played showed that there would be no carry. This was Charles Barkley said. And you sort of said, well, Las Vegas gets the money. We understand Las Vegas is much smarter than any of us. But each game that you see, you can have a strong opinion on and especially someone like me who doesn't bet, who doesn't care about money, it, to me, it was a smart bet to make. You put $1,000 down and not even worry whether you win or lose because you know you made the right decision. Eight points in a game like that, I mean, I mean, it just now obviously it probably wouldn't have been that kind of game yesterday if Tatum didn't get hurt. But, you know, my point being that eight points was way too many points to give a team like that in a game seven. All right, what do you guys, how do you answer that, Gordon? I would say this. There are games like that that happen from time to time. And, you're, and last night you were 
absolutely right. Eight points was way too much. I mean, I don't think that the Celtics ever led by eight points in the entire game. So, yeah, clearly. Miami but, won two out of the three games in Boston. I, all I and am now saying, you're telling Richard, me not is only that aren't for you every time that you look at a line, I'm not meaning you, anybody, yeah. and you say, wow, that line is completely out of place. There's no oh, way. you bet the game. Why not? Right. Yeah, well, if you, it, for every one of those, there's a thousand that you say, this is a lock. How could this not happen? Trust me. There's a reason why Vegas. Now, look, it's not foolproof. They get them wrong well, sometimes, too. But And I think that the Tatum injury probably played at least a part of that. But for every game that there is that you think to yourself, oh, there's no way. This is an absolute lock. There's no way that they're eight points. That's way too many. For every one of those, trust me. I know from, and I'm saying this from experience that but Gordon, you, that's you go out difference. and you bet it, and it goes the other way. You're a gambler. You're a better. I don't look at line. I don't look I, at But, games Richard, I remember that. you telling me during the NFL season there's no reason why this team is favored more than that team. And, it, and, it, and, and, and your reasoning, right, while it makes it sounds good in the, in the, in the, oh, yeah, in the, in the moment, but it of doesn't course. turn out that way. Last night was the one you were right. Absolutely. But what, Gordon? But it's not. I could have been wrong too. My point was, two out of three games they beat them. There's no carryover. Miami didn't lose you're, that you're game. You're just contradicting you, yourself. You're saying they won two out of three, but there's no carryover. Well, if they if there's no carryover, no carryover then the fact they won two Saturday out of three doesn't matter. No, no, Gordon. No carryover from Saturday because that was the crushing thing. Everyone said there's no way that Miami would recover from that game. You heard that from everyone except Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley sort of said something like that. Gordon, my point, I don't bet, I don't gamble, I don't look at games say who I like, who I don't. But when something jumps out at you, you're using your brain, you're saying, wait a second, this happened, this happened, this happened. I know, happened. but Richard, this is the way a reason I, for that. Look, my point is, it's not even a betting issue. It's more of a reasoning, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, deduction. You're using, I don't know, uh, Gordon, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to use my brain on something like this. That's what I came up with. I got it you. Happens to be, that's all I was saying. And that one, you're right. Absolutely, yeah, you were right I, last I night. And there'll be a thousand times that it won't be right. When, when things look like, oh, this is too easy. This is so easy. Yeah. It's, too, it's too good to be true. I got to jump all over this. Generally, when it's too good to be true, it's not it true. It is. <laughs> right, exactly. It is. Right. I'm still, I, I mean, I know what Richard means, but I'm yeah. still, I still have an issue with the time just ran out. I'm, they lost. <laughs> right. They lost. Yeah. They lost. Absolutely. I know what you I In theory, I know what he means. I do. I understand it. But, you know, you got to have something to determine. In, in, you know, in baseball, they don't have a clock. Basketball, they do. So you got to have something to determine a winner or a loser. So, it, and especially to say that, you know, I get time just ran out. Yeah, one tenth of a second, they ran out on them. But, you know, you got to you got to figure it out somehow to, to kill a winner. Gordon. We can't play all night. <laughs> I'll say this: if the Celtics had gone out last night and won the game, I don't think anybody would have been going back to no. Game Six and saying, "Well, you know what? They didn't really lose that game. The Heat. It just the time ran out. Yeah. That's not a, that's not an yeah. it's okay when you go and and, and then win, end up winning Game Seven. Yeah. But I don't think exactly. that you could have used that as an excuse. Once again, once again, I understand what he's saying. It's those old yeah, cliches. No, I you know, get there, it. There were, right. there were no It's too bad we couldn't get. A, too bad both teams couldn't win and stuff. You know, all the cliches because it was a great game. So I get it. But uh, you know, this time running out thing, I'm just like. Uh, mm. I got an issue with that. Yeah, I'm struggling. 1 800 919 3776. What calls next on 9870 ESPN? 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Knicks beat reporter Steve Popper saying that Scott Perry will not return to the Knicks. He, the GM, Scott Perry, will not return to the Knicks uh, with a expire, with his contract expiring this summer. Hmm, according to sources. Yeah, that's interesting. Can't um, wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> So, um, you the know, Knicks have that, done a better job in the draft with yes. him here, but mm-hmm. he was also, I think, responsible for the hiring of David Fisdale at one time. So, he was uh, good, bad. He's been here a while. Both. Yeah, he's been here a while, Gordon. He was here um, with the previous regime mm-hmm. before Leon Rose got here. He was here, so uh, you know he had been making some. So now, Gordon. Uh, now listen, I don't know if anything if it means anything or if it just happens to be coincidence. But as a Nick fan, am, am I allowed to just dream, Gordon, for a second, that there's a correlation between Scott Perry not returning and the aforementioned Bob Myers? Is Bob Myers represented by CAA? Do we know that? <laughs> because if he's represented by CAA, well then... We got a yes. shot. Yeah, oh, more than a shot. I would say it's a lock. And I get it. I know Bob Myers was the president, so yeah. I, I understand that. And it would be mm-hmm. a step down. But, uh, right. you know, still, uh, you know, can, can I be allowed to dream? I mean, the you guy can knows dream. How to put, Absolutely. The guy knows how to put championship teams together. I know no that. No question. You could absolutely that. dream. Step back to the phones, Gordon. 1 800 919 3776. Nelson's in Long Island. Hey, Nelson, you're next on 987. How's it going, guys? Always a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Nelson. Uh, two things. I'm, I'm very. I, I truly, I truly think. Number one, I would love to have Bob Myers. I, I don't see anything. I don't think you know Perry's done anything spectacular here in his stay in New York. Now, going forward, one thing I would love to see in New York, I would love to see Seth Curry. If not, also if they mm-hmm. can make the Knicks can use, make a trade for a what's that kid's name from uh, the Patriots, Chris Duarte, who's a he's a pure shooter. And another thing, long shot, of course. Listen, Julius Randle, a couple of draft picks, and, and see if you can actually make a move on a play for Jalen. It wouldn't hurt. You you bring that up and you make that mix. Miami has shown that. Listen, and better yet, the Knicks have shown. What Miami has actually done now, that the Knicks are not that far away. A little more grit and just one little star, with just, with just one more cross that can put, create a knockout. We can make a deep push in the East. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, thanks for the phone call. I don't see, I don't see Boston trading Brown anywhere in, in this in this conference. It's got to be a really good deal. I see if they're making a deal for him, Gordon, he's going to the West. I would think, think so. I would think I would I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade him in my in my division where in my divisional conference where I got to see him all the time. I mean I wouldn't do it. Um, it's got to be really good. I mean, and I'll say this: if they didn't pull the trigger. If they didn't pull the trigger on him for for Durant, and maybe because I'm sure the Nets would have traded him within the division, they they were they were done. They wanted to get rid of mm-hmm. him, uh, and they didn't make that move. In that case, I I would think that they you're not going to get him for the Knicks. I don't and I really don't think you're getting him for Julius Randle. No, I no, I, I, for Julius Randle. Uh, and I don't know how many draft picks you got. You won't yeah. do that. Now, 
Curry is interesting, Gordon, because Curry is a uh, unrestricted free agent. I don't know what the Nets are going to do with him. And he is a shooter. He is a shot maker. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that we know the Knicks need are shot makers, especially from three. So he he would be interesting. He would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think whoever those shot makers are, they got to be able to play some defense too, though. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to run into the, the same situation as you had with Evan Fournier. Yeah, it's true. And the other interesting part of this, Gordon, now correct me if I'm wrong, this is coming up on year four for Tibbs? Uh, yeah, this would be, yeah, absolutely. Of a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. This is a big year for him. Mm-hmm. This is a big year because for this, him. Because this tells you, and it's a big year for Randall, too, if he is back, yes. because he's not had consecutive years where he's played really well. It, the first year was bad. Second year was great. Third year was bad. Fourth year was great. So it's a big year for him, and it's a big year for Tibbs to show that did you actually establish something here where there is a foundation of success? Was that year where you, two years ago, was that the aberration? Or is this the way that this, this is built is not really sustainable? Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's, I think, going to be decided by what happens next year. And as Nick fans, uh, a good portion of Nick fans like to bring up all the time, Tibbs, he wears out his welcome. It, mm -hmm. it, it, goes, it goes stale real fast. It, he wears down the players. If that's going to happen, you would figure year four is a time where that would happen. Plus, you don't really, you don't want, if, if, let's put it this way. If I'm Tibbs, I'm not trying to go into the fifth year as a lame duck. No. I kind of want, you know, something mm -hmm. during this year where I could get, we start talking extension. We're talking Absolutely. something. Because look, and this is what I'm saying. I got you to the postseason two out of the three years I'm here. And you hadn't been in a decade. I got you to the postseason, and we went twice, and the second time we went further than we did the first time. So, you know, I've proven that I can do something, you know. Um, so let's what, – what, what are you doing for me? So this is, this is going to be an interesting season. It's going to be a really interesting season on and off the court for this Nick team. And I think Tibbs' argument could be, how much did you pay all those coaches that couldn't even get you to the playoffs? Yeah, Like, since the last time the Knicks have been in the second round, how much have the salaries combined been of head coaches? And I would think it would be quite extensive. As a matter of fact, how many, how many coaches are you still paying? Right, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, they're still mm -hmm. paying. They're not even working, but they're being paid because of they, they couldn't do the job here. And the other thing, Gordon, and we've talked about it, you know, at some point in time, you got to have some continuity. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where you have some continuity with a head coach. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to keep him. But, I mean, he he's he's done what you asked except for the bad year. And the bad year kind of was the front office's fault. Yeah. I, I would think it, would, it was much more on them with the two moves that they made that were just outright disasters. You know, it was hard for him to recover from. And Julius Randle was brutal that year. So you're right. This is a big year for Tibbs. And it's tied to what Julius Randle's going to be. You know, mm -hmm. and if they get to the postseason again, Gordon, you know, what is he going to be? Who who is he? That's going to be the other question. And you know, <laughs> and and maybe he'll be here. We'll find out. Maybe he won't. You know, there's a lot of questions about this team. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at Hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven. We got some calls. We'll get to you next. We'll update the baseball score and we'll continue our conversation on the NBA and the NFL on ninety eight seven ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.